0: Hello, and welcome to I Am Dad podcast with your fatherhood authority, Kenneth Braswell. 30 minutes of wisdom, information, resources, and nuggets to help you on your fatherhood journey. Or maybe you're just curious and want to hear some real talk about fatherhood, family, and the minds of men. Well, guess what? We got you too. Sit back, grab your pad and pen, and maybe even bring a little something to sip on. Enjoy 30 straight minutes of fatherhood, family, and fun with the Fatherhood Authority.
1: Kenneth Braswell. Hello and welcome to I Am Dad podcast. I'm your man, Kenny Braswell, CEO of Fathers Incorporated. This week, we have a special show for you. Sometimes it's kind of hard to interview yourself, right? And you have to find the right person to interview you um, and the work that you do so that we can help all of you, our listeners, understand more about myself and more about Fathers Incorporated. Our special guest host today is none other than Willie Moore Jr. of the Willie Moore Jr. Show. Let's welcome him today as he interviews Fathers Incorporated's Kenneth Braswell and James Goudreau. Thank you, enjoy the show.
2: Indeed. Family, listen, it's the Willie Mo Jr. Show. Four hours of pure inspiration. You know, we do this thing after dark, the Willie Mo Jr. Show podcast. And I like to have the opportunity to have in-depth conversations with people of influence, people of interest, and people who are making impact in the world. And I'm so blessed today that I get the esteemed privilege to hang out with two gentlemen who are doing something that a lot of people just don't even talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, me being a father of four... Uh, Yeah, uh uh-huh. Two (laughs) ladies, four babies. That's what I always tell people. There's always some different ups and downs. And, you know, being in a public platform to be able to give a microcosm of what life truly is, um, a lot of times they only see the glory but don't necessarily know the story. However, I do get an opportunity to speak to a lot of fathers. They bring me out to speak to a lot of men's conferences. I get an opportunity to be vulnerable with men, and literally hold them and hug them as they cry in my arms, as they begin to talk about their children and their family situation. And so today I get the opportunity to hang out with the one and only KB, <laughs> Kenneth Broswell, and the one and only James Bo God. Let Se- 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 me tell you, Goudreau. Goudreau. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah, you got some French in that's you or something, yes.
3: Doc. <laughs> 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 I don't see, know them, but I got yeah, it. <laughs> no, no, just how it is, right? Yeah, that's my uh, my mother's name.
2: Yeah, but we get an opportunity to just call him Bo um, for the sake of time. Yeah. Fathers Incorporated World Renowned Doing a lot of great things across the world What's going on gentlemen? How are you?
3: Blessed How you doing brother? Yeah. Doing great So happy to
1: and honored to be with you
2: Yeah So KB I just want to talk to you just real quick I talked to you a little bit offline But what made you start this opportunity for Fathers Inc? What is Fathers Inc? Mm-hmm. And I know the moment that we find out what it is People are going to want to get involved Let's talk about
1: it So There's a lot wrapped up in that, Mm -hmm. and so Fathers Incorporated is a lot of things, but I tell you what stimulated it, and what stimulated it for me, was what stimulates most people to get into not-for-profit work, and it's usually a pain point. People who are homeless tend to get in And they advocate for homeless people Mm -hmm. People who have issues with substance abuse Tend to get into work that allows them to work with those folks My issue was fatherhood And Mm -hmm. trying to really understand that And I came to this nexus in my relationships Where I found myself in family court Mm -hmm. um, With the mother of my youngest daughter um, never had been in court before for anything, right. and so just being in that atmosphere as a black man um, was traumatic for me.
2: Yeah,
1: and um, lost a business at the same time, mm. lost a relationship at the same time, I was at that point in my life where I thought I had nowhere to turn, nowhere to go. Kebby, how old were you then? I was who, probably. I think I was thirty-seven. Wow, I was thirty-seven. Yeah, nah. Let me. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm leaving some years off. Because that was like 10 years. I was like 47. Wow. I was 47.
2: Grown man. man Never you been bringing to court. That back. Yeah.
1: Never been to court. Never been the only time I ever been in the back of a police car, me and my cousins got arrested <laughs> in <laughs> Culpepper, Virginia for fishing without a license. And wow. they put us in the back of a police car, took us down to the precinct. That's wow. a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. right. But anyway, what happened was, you know, I started to like really begin to start thinking about my daughter at the time, my year and a half-year-old daughter, my oldest daughter who I really wasn't in her life at all. And all of that made me think about my own relationship with my father to which I did not have that relationship. Mm-hmm. And in that courtroom, I found myself thinking to myself, you got to do something about this. I was already in community service. I was the VP of the Urban League of Northeastern New York, mm-hmm. working with the NAACP, doing all the stuff that I was supposed to do, but had this dark side of me where I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing for my family. Yeah. Right? And decided that you know I needed to do something about that that my relationship crashed and I found myself on the couch about ready to take my life. That's where I was in life, about ready. And I had the pills laid out on the table. And I said Mm -hmm. to God, I said, if you don't give me something to get off of this couch for, I will take these pills and end it. There's no reason for me to be here. And he softly spoke to me, speak to the hearts of men. And I didn't know what that meant at the time because I was a DJ, I was all kinds of other different things I was like, so what does that mean? And then after I thought about it, I sat down at my computer and seven hours later, I had a perspective of Fathers Incorporated Wow. And at that point, I just began to start build. Within three days, I had an EIN number. I had a board. Within seven days, I had a website. I had a business plan. Within eight days, I got a little bit of funding. And within 10 days, I was already speaking about responsible fatherhood. Yeah. You know, when God is in your life like that, you don't struggle to advance. Yeah. I knew that because of the quickness in which everything yeah. was happening Obedient. that I was on to something. Yeah. And that led me to here. And so here I am, you know, some eighteen years later, um, having served tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of fathers around the country, really just speaking to their hearts to be more available in the lives of their children.
2: So so K B tell me this, tell me this. Um, speaking to fathers incorporated right now, if you listen to audibly, um What exactly does this program do? Because right now, I'll just be honest with you, after COVID and all the things that are going on, men have been dealing with suppression and depression and just going through so, so much. Like relationships are breaking up like crazy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the woman is just so over the top with communicating to friends, families, and loved ones. You just ask the guy, like, hey, what's going on, man? You know it's good, and that's it. But you know that that's just suppression and they're imploding on the inside. Mm -hmm. Like what do you offer men Mm -hmm. who may be outside of the home now and they were used to something Totally different at the time Mm -hmm. And they may be going through Different court battles or whatever Or they may be Been taken away from their kids Because they just had Too much fun one night And it just It got out of hand Mm -hmm. Like what does fathers Incorporated bring um,
1: To those men So when we first started um, My programmatic eye Was towards helping fathers With custody Visitation or parenting time And child support Because that tended to be The pain points for most fathers And what I realized When I started to do that work was I couldn't help enough men fast enough. Like I was like, God, I'm not like I'm not putting a dent in this. I'm helping a dude over here and a guy over here and a brother over here. I mm. need to help millions. Mm. And what I decided to do was to begin to do technical assistance and professional development for organizations who are working with families but weren't working with men and fathers, mm. to begin to build their capacity to also be able to serve fathers in the same way that they were serving moms and children.
0: Yeah.
1: Fast Fast forward seven years in, we put in a bid for the National Responsible Fatherhood Clearinghouse under the US Department of Health and Human Services, and we won that bid the first time. In 2010, living in an apartment, working out of my basement, with my car just being repossessed, and we're about two months from being homeless. We won an $8 million contract wow. to do fatherhood work across the country. And since then, that has grown from an $8 million one, to a 19000000 million one one to a $24 million, and we're on the verge of doing the fourth iteration of that Man, um, that's so coming good. up. Wow. And so, in that work, that national work, it is really about the media campaign expanding and extending the conversation of the essentialness and the importance of fatherhood, mm-hmm. um, working with the Ag Council and other national agencies on creating products and creating um, events, whether it's virtual events or um, webinars or podcasts or those things to keep pushing this whole notion yeah. that fatherhood is relevant. It is. And then two years ago here in Atlanta, we applied yeah. for a grant um, to provide direct services to 900 fathers here in Metro Atlanta, and we're now two years into that contract, and we are blowing the tires off of this thing here in Atlanta, where we are now on the ground because the work that we did with before, for me, it was systemic work. It was about attacking the system, really trying to figure out how do you get the programmatic pieces in place mm-hmm. so that these fathers could find help where they sought help, or be a help for them when they couldn't find help. Mm-hmm. But now we're on the ground. Now we are where you talk about being. Where We're, we're in a space where we got fathers lying on our shoulders, crying, coming into a space, thinking that they don't have anywhere else to turn, We have a couple of tragic stories of brothers that were in our space here in Atlanta that got their life back together, and at the moment they got their life back together, something tragic has happened in their lives and taken them out of here. And so right now, it's just about being available. So when people ask me what does Fathers Incorporated do, we be available. We be available. We be available, right? And why is that important? It's important because it's the only thing that I ever asked of my father. And it's the only thing that I promise that I can concretely promise to my children that I will be available. I might not be what you need me to be in a particular moment in time, but I'm gonna be there, right? And if you call me, you never have to worry about me not being unavailable. I'm always going to be available. So I want to extend that personal notion Mm -hmm. into a business because we run Fathers Incorporated, although the business structure is a for-profit, I run this like a business and children are my business, right? Getting children and and putting them in positions to be in the best um, situation, to be the best they can be, and then train parents and help parents be all they can be for Mm -hmm. their children is where we are. So it's really kind of hard when you ask what we do, other than just be available. Whatever you need, give us a call. If we can't do it, we're going to find somebody else to do it for you. But what we're not going to do is we're not going to leave you alone. This battle, you're not going to fight on your own. As an agency, we can do the intricate things that we need to do from a service level, but from a spiritual point of view, when I need my my battles fought, I speak to the man above. You fight those systemic battles and enemies and things that are up there and leave it to me. And I'll deal with the people on the ground to make sure that they are doing exactly what they are destined to be.
2: Indeed, indeed. Hanging out, Fathers Incorporated, your nephew, Willie Moore, Jr. Bo, um, you have Gentle Warriors Academy. Yes, sir. Talk to me a little bit about that and how did Fathers Incorporated get involved with this thing? Because
3: that's kind of like your brainchild and kind of you're under that umbrella. Well, I'm a facilitator and navigator. in the general wars academy and what we do is we provide that space that he was talking about got it we have fathers that come into our cohorts and i'll facilitate curriculums on next level life skills and next level fatherhood Mm -hmm. but more importantly we give them that space where they can come in and they can just open up Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they can come in and talk and they realize that this is a brotherhood we're creating a brotherhood we're changing families one father at a time Mm -hmm. and we create a brotherhood fatherhood is brotherhood is one of our sayings and these brothers come in and I tell them all first week, we know how we are, we feel everybody out. We're not so engaged, we size everybody up. And I tell them by week two, week three, you are gonna be genuinely invested in everybody in this room, everybody in this cohort. By week three, week four, they tell each other they love them. Mm -hmm. And it's a space where they can be vulnerable and be heard and not be judged no matter what color you're wearing, it don't matter what neighborhood you're from, we're fathers and we're in this brotherhood together. And I tell you, it's beautiful, man, to your point earlier, where you get a 35 year old man who's just hugging you and crying, telling you how you've changed his life, and you've affected the lives of his kids. You know, and our goal is to change these legacies, these bloodlines. We mm-hmm. we're trying to, we're trying to get to the heart of these men, and give them the skills, mm-hmm. give them to the the desire mm-hmm. to be there. You know, and we talk about responsibility and radical responsibility. And once you accept that, you're empowered now. Yeah, you're no longer a victim to any circumstance, and it's just a it's a great it's it's dope. No, no it doubt. Really is, brother. Indeed. Hanging out
2: with Fathers Incorporated, the whole team, KB, Bo, just hanging out with me right now. Um, what's the biggest challenge? Like right now, if you, if you could just kind of pinpoint one big challenge that you guys are facing right now as it pertains to Fathers, Fathers Incorporated in general.
3: What's the biggest challenge?
1: I'll let you tackle that first.
3: Um, the biggest challenge that our fathers are having are the systems that they got to deal with. Mm-hmm. The systems beat them down. You know, they may have a background that ain't so clean, so they're already worried about even going into another courtroom. Um, you know, we have women, and we don't judge women. We, women are part of our family. Mm-hmm. If it's your ex, you're no longer together, but we're still family, right? So we don't beat women, we don't bash women. Um, but they but don't the women making it hard is what we say. They don't necessarily. These have ladies to have is them. making it hard.
2: I'ma say it in the camera because they got a grand, and I don't. The ladies, you're making it hard for us out here in these streets. Be gentle. We are important. <laughs> Go ahead. And a I'm lot sorry. of these
3: dads who are mm-hmm. who are not present aren't not, not present because they're deadbeat. Mm-mm. They're present because they're afraid of the system. They know it's been used against them. No matter what they do. They, if they don't walk a perfect line, they don't get no wins. Mm-hmm. Whereas on the other side, you don't have to walk a straight line. You can have a check-in You can be in recovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get your kids back, no matter what. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So dealing with the systems and getting brothers to understand, okay this is what I got to go through to be the responsible father that I need to be to be present. Jeez. Once we get to their heart and when they buy into that, they all in. They all in. I, mm. Our class is in at 8 p.m. I clock out, but I'm on... I got dads so till 8 30. I'm like, listen, fellas, I gotta get my own baby to be Yeah, I gotta you know go holler, Right. Like they're locked in, they're engaged, man, and they they all in.
2: So so what is that, what does that look like? So you all have like a weekly meetup? Is that a bi-weekly meetup? Twice How does that a week? We twice, do twice a week. Twice a week for two hours. Okay, twice a week, two for six hours. Six weeks for six six week. a six week period. Okay, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And this and that's what this program, this what
3: the program. General's academy. Yeah, general yes, wars. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, I have not run into a dad yet and said, Man, why'd I do this? Yeah. I have dads. If anything, I'm going to probably just slide through on the cool. Yo, on the come sit in the class, brother. Yeah. yeah. They're like week three, week four, and they know it's winding down. They're like, yo, what's next? Yeah. Like, what's next? Like, literally, the other night, class was wrapping up. Brothers are almost in two hours, and we have what's called Daddy Power Hour. Yeah. Where we'll have different people come in and speak to different topics. They jump from class to Daddy Power Hour and stay there another 90 minutes. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. Honestly, you know, we're edifying yeah. them, we're giving them valuable tools and resources, and they're heard. Yeah. And they become a part of the brotherhood. And it's like, yo, I've never had that space, man. And, and I see other people got it worse than I got. So yeah. I'm going to support them. And, and KB speaks about, you know, peer leaning. It's important, man. These brothers lean on each other. They start group texts. They go fishing together. Mm-hmm. They get, try to engage in business together. They really bond and they rock out with each other. It's a beautiful thing, man. It awesome. really is. And I get to see that manifest right in front of my eyes. I get to facilitate that. fills my cup wow Mm -hmm. yeah you
1: know and really it is you know getting them to not buy into the societal myths right that we hear out there and it's not just ladies it's the system as well Mm -hmm. that see Mm -hmm. particularly black men all men but more specifically in our space because we're here in atlanta and we get to see this through this lens of working with black men Mm -hmm. you know that destroying this myth that we have about them right i often say you know because i have one son and my nephew Um, who now lives with us. And I used to always say, I wonder when boys stop being little boys to becoming trifling, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that transfers for people that you no longer see a man Mm -hmm. as a boy, Mm -hmm. right? Something, and it's not anything that he did, it's just a switch that flips. Mm -hmm. And now it's all men of this, all Mm -hmm. men of that, all men of this. And so really getting them to understand that they're worthy Right. And that they have the capacity. Um, And I think one of the bigger things you ask, what's our biggest challenge? Trust, getting them to trust us because they've been let down so many times. Like Mm -hmm. I know personally for me and I tell people all the time, I I have abandonment issues. Why do I have abandonment issues? Because there was someone who was supposed to be there for me who said he was going to be there for me who never showed up. And Mm -hmm. so I have a trust issue when someone says, yo, I see you later. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, maybe. I'll be be around, Mm, maybe, right? (laughs) And for each one that doesn't show up, it compounds my anxiety about abandonment. And Mm -hmm. I know that when you're dealing with fathers, a lot of that compounded trauma that they've gone through, uh, we had the pleasure of being honored by Oprah Winfrey last summer Mm -hmm. uh, for the work that we're doing with black fathers and Mm -hmm. afterwards she sent me a book it was so cool i got home i had this package and oprah's name was on i was like "Whoa! i got a package from oprah winfrey yeah and i opened it up and it was a book that she had written and she wrote this beautiful note on the inside that talked about how proud she was of me but wanted to send me this book because she thought it would help in my narrative and the book was called what happened to you and she said the question is not ever what's wrong with you the question is, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. And mm. that's the challenge with working with these fathers with many organizations because they want to try to deal with what the research says is wrong with them. Yeah. Until you get to what happened to them, you're not going to do anything as yeah. it relates to what's wrong with them. And that's kind of our biggest challenge now.
2: Man, listen. Mm-hmm. Fellas, listen. Um, to everybody who's listening right now, of course, you know, Willie Mo Jr. podcast. I love you out of life. I'm always bringing people in who are definitely going to give valuable information. Now, 76% of my audience is women, Mm -hmm. right? But the one thing that we do, we stand strong as men and we stand firm as men. And I think the the beauty of having so many women listening right now is they get an opportunity to hear like a bird's eye view and just kind of get a chance to kind of have their ear at the door of a conversation with men Mm -hmm. that they don't normally get an opportunity to hear. Mm -hmm. To hear that men have a desire to help each other. To hear that men have a desire to be able to communicate in safe spaces and in hopes that my audience at this moment will realize that vulnerability can only happen in safety and and that's when that real intimacy comes and that doesn't mean that you gotta be physically intimate but you can be emotionally and com- communicative like you can open up and men have a desire to do that in safe spaces and that's what Father Incorpor- Incorporated is bringing to the table and so family listen I know you wanna be a part of this opportunity um, how do they find you guys online, social media, how do they just get, like, it's, it's ladies right now, like, I need to get my uncle in that thing. You know, and <laughs> the other people. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so, of, so how, how, do, how, do, how do they get in touch with you guys and get connected with Fathers Incorporated? Mm-hmm.
1: The first way is always go to our website at www.fathersincorporated.com. Mm-hmm. If you want to see our direct service and the stuff that we're doing directly with dads, go to fatherhoodisbrotherhood.com. That's where we have all our guys and that's where we're providing programs and things for them in that space. And social media, right? And so we're all over the place. If you type Mm -hmm. in Fathers Incorporated, you know, Google me. (laughs) Google me, baby. (laughs) Google me, man, you're gonna find me. We're not hard to find. You Google Fathers Incorporated, the next 25 pages on Google is filled with Fathers Incorporated stuff, so you're gonna find it. But I will say this as well to women, to what Bo just said. Um, Women are critical in our work Mm -hmm. um, because it's critical to get them to kind of understand the power of their voice, right, and the power of their um, legitimation of our manhood. I always tell people that it's my wife that legitimizes my manhood, right, because she legitimizes me being a husband and she legitimizes me being a dad. And so just as easy as you can build up a man, you can tear down a man. Choose the right way. Let's build up each other as opposed to tearing down each other, and we'll build a better community for our children.
2: Man, I love it. Fathers Incorporated, KB, Bo. Love you guys to life, man. It's not often you get an opportunity to hang out with a CEO of such an amazing organization and people who are serving that vision. So thank you guys so much, man. My heart is full. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to be a man, and I'm glad to see that there's a community of brothers who are willing to support, no matter how dark, no matter how ugly, no matter how victorious, no matter how (laughs) poor, no matter how rich. Mm -hmm. We're all men, and if we have children, we have the opportunity to be fathers, Thank, Thank you. you for sewing in and making sure that we do this correctly. Appreciate Thank you, guys. You. Thank you for having us, brother. Indeed, family. It's the Willie Mo Jr. Podcast, flat out.
0: Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us. You've been listening to I Am Dad Podcast. We hope that you have been informed, encouraged you to think, or even inspired your heart for the love of dads. The conversation does not end here. Come back and join us next week. Same time, same place. Or you can continue the dialogue on our I Am Dad Facebook page. We also invite you to listen to past episodes, learn more about us, and keep up with special activities by visiting IAmDadPodcast.com. That's IAmDadPodcast.com. Until next time, I leave you with this reminder of manhood from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. When I was a child... I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things because of this reminder. I will always understand that I am dad, period.